Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Stoop Radio Show. Right here on blogtalkradio.com. We're back. TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. Another great Monday night episode of the show voted number one by me, Jeff Fernie. That's right. I voted the number one radio show in the entire planet. That's get serious. We are here live. Another TGIM episode. And we're all kinds of excited to be here. So excited that we could barely contain ourselves. We unfortunately missed Wednesday night. And I have to apologize um, to our scheduled guests for Wednesday night. It was Vita and the Wolf. We unfortunately missed them. We had a little uh, incident, so we couldn't make it Wednesday night. But we are back here again Monday. Uh, Vita and the Wolf will be joining us on the 27th. Speaking of joining us, let's say hello to our co-host, who's there chopping it up on her side of the studio. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. How are you doing, Jeff? Oh, we're doing great. How are you doing tonight? Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, we got some brand new equipment here. It's a little shaky, but we're still here delivering the goods to you. Um, tonight is no exception. We have an excellent guest, Gezer, for tonight. An up-and-coming rap star. This guy is getting to be real big. It's Ren Thomas. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I know Jules very excited. Jules is a big fan of Ren Thomas. I am becoming a fan of Ren Thomas. Uh, we have some songs to play from him tonight. We have two. We'll be doing those a little bit later on in the show. We'll be talking to Ren. He'll be calling in. That we'll be getting the scoop from what's going on with his career on the stoop. About that. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Right? I'm so excited. I'm very excited to him. Um, you know, we go to such great lengths to get people from all different walks of entertainment, and um, you know, I'm, I'm just I just get more and more excited every episode. I know it's been great, and it's you know it keeps going. Bigger, like on a bigger scale. So I'm really excited for tonight. I'm excited for all you guys to listen to his music because, like, he is it. He is what's coming out. Um, you know, it, he's been around for a while, but th- this is the kind of rap and hip hop I like, and I know everyone else will like it too. So it's gonna be great. I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, before we continue, let's thank the last guest we had on last Monday. Phil Broussard was with us. Uh, played some of his songs. Real cool guy, uh, very uh, real, very laid back, uh, former military guy, turns to music, uh, got into music from his dad, uh, played a couple songs of his, good stuff. 
So that was uh, Monday night. What did you think, Joel? Of our man, uh, he was, no, he was the greatest. And, um, yeah, I'm glad he's in the Washington area, and they just had that huge um, train derailment. So, um, yeah, prayers to everyone in Washington, but uh, he marked himself as safe on social media. So it's very scary, all the stuff that's been happening lately and holidays coming up and everything. You just pray for everyone, you know. Agreed. And um, it's definitely great to get a chance to talk to Phil this past Monday night. And, as, you know, as we said, we missed you on Wednesday Unfortunately, these things happen. But we're back. Okay, I'm sorry. Now, are we back in full swing? Do I do I have you back on screen here? Are we good? Yeah, I think. We got multiple okay. screens going in the studio now, so we're all good. Yeah. All right, you hear me. I hear you. I see you all the way across the way there. Yeah. It's a little dark. Okay, so we're back in business. <laughs> uh, you know what? No, I'm says, something. As much as we enjoy this show, as much as we enjoy doing it, and as good as we think it is, one of these days we're going to get actual full-blown equipment and we're going to become dangerous. Yeah. God help. Watch out when we get some yeah. high-end <laughs> studio. It's going to be scary. So it's worse for great. now. Yeah. So anyway, let's kick into it. Um, it's been a week since we talked, Jewel, and I know a lot of stuff has changed in life. Like nothing. <laughs> you never know. Sure, you never know. Um, we got a top five for you. That we'll bring to you in a moment. Um, mostly because of me. I'm a little sloppy tonight in my top five. I kind of uh, lost my list somewhere in all this strategic bounce around. <laughs> so all the change made me lose my list. But we're getting there. We'll get there in a few minutes. But first of all, Jewel... Let's go from, before we go to top five lists, let's go one of our topics. And, of course, you know what it is. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. Another big win again this Sunday, led by St. Nick himself. Nick Foles in action. A little sloppy against the Giants, but the Eagles pulled out a 34-29 win. The victory jewel gives them at least a home field game. Guaranteed. Yep. If they win next week, they will go home field through the entire playoffs. So at least we've got a home field game. We've got a bye week. We're thinking a little sloppy. We're thinking of our Eagles. Yes. <sighs> that was so frustrating to watch. Like, it was bad. I was screaming, and I was watching it by myself, and I was just going nuts. And, um, yeah, it just goes to show that on anyone, even though the Giants sucked ass this year, it's like – Man, they pulled it out. They were ready to play. And it just seemed like the defense wasn't for whatever reason. And Nick was actually doing his job. He stepped up, and he had no help. And that's not fair. It's like, you know, a pitcher doing their thing, and all the outfields just sitting there picking their nose or something. But it, it was just bad. At least they pulled it out. I mean, they came back. So we got the W, but it was, I, I was praying every time. I, and then I was like superstitious. I'm like, I can't be in the room. So I kept walking outside and I, I was like, I was praying for this game to be over and it just would not end. It seemed like, so how, how did you feel about the whole thing? It, it was sloppy. 
Um, you, you take the wins any way you can get them. There. I think Foles looked pretty smooth. Uh, he's playing a weak defense, but you know that's that's the point of the game. You played a team in front of you, um, threw four touchdown passes, looked pretty decent doing it. Uh, the play we really need to move ahead. Like I said, uh, you know, last week on the show, you have you're playing the kind of teams that help you grow. Oakland, uh, Giants, and Cowboys. Um, so they're the kind of teams you know that you have to play with defenses that are beatable. So let's hope that Foles gets in the groove and we can get in some playoffs and move far. Exciting. Yeah, he looks pretty good, though. And that's, you know, it's all we can ask for him. I mean, I think he's doing a good job. Yeah, he's doing, you know, one weekend he looked real good. And let's hope that progresses. Mm-hmm. So what we like to do every week on the show, top five list. And we usually try, if we can, to incorporate it with the show. So with Ren Thomas coming on tonight, big up-and-coming hip-hop artist, we're going to do our top five favorite hip-hop artists. Yes, I pulled out five, Joel. Uh-oh. Yeah, five, uh, probably. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Four of the five of them probably before you were born. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Actually, actually, I got six. I got a tie. And they're all, you know... From the past. That was when rap was, you know, my thing. So, this is your baby. We'll let you kick off with your top five. Top five hip-hop artists, starting with Jewel Tatey's list. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's like ten. And I had to go back and, <laughs> and just pick my five favorite of all time. Because what else can you do? You can't sit there and list, like, everyone. But a couple didn't make it. I wish were on it. But... Anyway, here we go. All right, number five, Vinny Paz, Jedi Mind Tricks, Army of the Pharaohs. Like, I love Jedi Mind Tricks since high school, and I got the opportunity to see them um, a couple years ago. And it was just, like, they're older now, but it was such a great show. And I'm so happy, like, that seriously was on my bucket list to see them. And my boyfriend's such a big fan of them, so um, it was really cool to see uh, all their albums, they're just, it's like poetry. It really is. And um, I think the first song I heard was Eye Against Eye. The album's Violent by Design. And um, what was the other one? Oh, the the last one that, it was like the tour I went on. It was The Thief and the Fallen. It's just every album just hits hard. And he did a lot of like solo stuff. And he just has to be uh, my number five. Number four, taking it back, but it has to be Method Man. Now, I love Wu-Tang, but I love Method Man by himself. I love him as a rapper. I love him as an actor. I think he's funny as hell. And really, like, just all his songs, it's just, I mean, what else can you say? Like, the collaborations he does, and I, I just love his flow and everything. So he has to be my number four. Number three is R.I.P. Big L. Big L has to be one of my favorites. He was, like, one of my tops in the high school. I had the big picture that was his album and um, put it on and fall back with Cool G Rap. Like, a guy going way too soon was Big L. Um, number two got me because I had, like, five. I didn't know if I wanted to go Big Pun or... Um, Busta Rhymes, but 
I think it has to be Jay-Z because I literally, like, grew up with Jay-Z. Like, ever since I was a little kid, it's, like, all I heard. And I love every album he's put out. I remember buying the Black Album when I was in high school, and I just played it on repeat, like, every day in my senior year. So, um, yeah, and he's still doing it. And I still love all of his music, even though I'm not buying title. So we can just forget that whole jazz. And number one. <laughs> Oh my God, it's a big shocker, but it has to be Eminem. No! Uh, you just, I, I mean, it's so crazy, right? It's like a total shock, but no, I'm seriously, shocked. what what can you say about Eminem? Like, ever, like, I, I just know I every single one of his albums and seeing him on tour in the first row, like, he really just changed the game and opened so many doors and... He's still doing it. I love his new album. His album came out last week, and a lot of people shit on it, but I think it's really good. And, you know, he's still doing it. He's still kicking and putting out good stuff, and he's touring next year. So I have to see him again, and it's going to be wonderful because he's the best. Number one. I want to hear your list, Jeff. Number one, Eminem. That, that's a good list. Uh, I, as I expected, your list and my list – I'm not even in the same city, not even in the same country. <laughs> it's like night and day. But mine is it. Mine's a different generation. Uh, there was rap stars that did a little bit different back in the 80s and 90s. Here's my list, and my list number five. I've got a tie. Uh, Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh Whoa. and the Get Fresh Crew. Yeah, kind of some some fun rap, uh, some fun <laughs> lyrics. A guy that could really spit. Um, a big fan of his. One of the first rap stars I ever really liked was Dougie Fresh. And time with LL Cool J. And back in the day when he was a rapper, before he became a, the big-time actor, LL Cool J could really bring it. He had some great songs. Um, yeah. Back when he was a tall, skinny kid with his Kangol hat before he became the Incredible Hulk. Uh, <laughs> LL Cool J. That's time yeah. number five. Uh, number four is uh, kind of a homer for Dre. Sounds easy enough, but uh, friend, I was a fan of of Dre, and when you looked at the whole NWA thing with Ice Cube and Easy E and all that, they were all okay. But for me, Dre was the power behind the music. He proved it, and he's proving it still long to this day. Uh, so, Dr. Dre, for me, number four. Number three, one of my all time favorites KRS One. Nice. From Boogie Down Production. I absolutely love this guy. I used to love Boogie Down Production. Um, they were really uh, one of my tops, again, them and Public Enemy uh, in a time in the late 80s when rap was making its way, and kind of like into the suburb areas. And me growing up as a suburban kid, that was rap for us. And, uh, you know, his voice, the way he delivered, uh, was very unique. He wasn't like a sexy kind of guy. He was a bigger guy, you know, and uh, he just he was there from the music, and he really brought it home, this great stuff. That's number three. Number two, nobody for me sings quite like Rakim from Eric B and Rakim. Rakim nice. has, ah, oh, his voice is perfect. It is so unique, uh, and he's so fast, and he just really brings it. I always like these guys, too. Um, used to buy all the albums, and that was me. I was cranking my Eric B and Rakim, head down <laughs> South Street on the weekends, and that was my, my shit. And Rakim, um, close to number Can one. Can we hits? Oh, it was so close to number one, but the winner... My all-time favorite rap band ever, and I, I look past controversies, and I look past uh, racial message, whatever. Public Enemy was my all-time favorite, so of course Chuck D is my number one hip-hop artist. Um, 
I like the voice, man. Deep, strong, like from his, he sings from his stomach. You know what I mean? Not from his throat. Mm-hmm. His singing comes from his belly, brings it so hard. And he believes in every word he's singing. He believes in every lyric he writes. It's so true. It's like listen to a guy standing on the corner just talking about life. You mm-hmm. know? And it was always, I love the the public enemy stuff. Even when her songs got a little silly, like when they started getting kind of like playful songs, the Flavor Flav with the, you know, the big alarm clock and all that. But it didn't matter. Yeah, that was Chuck fun, D though. Was always, yeah, it was. But Chuck D was always true to his music no matter what. Uh, so for me, that's number one. And that's a fun top ten list because it's all over the board. But still some Good great list. Names. Thank you. In I'm honor impressed. of our main friend Thomas and I. Thank you very much. Let's reround the list. Um, Jewel came out with uh, Vinnie Paz mm-hmm. at number five. Method Man yep. at number four. Always a goodie. Big L, rest in peace, number three. Jay-Z at number two. A little bit of a surprise. And number one... Run DMC. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Eminem at number one. Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice. He was Rob he was Van six. Winkle. Robert <laughs> Van Winkle. And his father, Rick. Uh, yeah. My list was a, a tie for five. Dougie Fresh and LL Cool J from that generation. Uh, back when LL Cool J was skinny. Uh, Dr. Dre at number four. Number three, KRS-One. Number two, Rock Him. And number one, Public Enemy Zone, Chuck D. Great. Good fun tonight, but the top five list. It's gonna be good. I'm excited. I'm excited for this whole show. <laughs> I'm excited too. I'm I'm so excited that we're gonna get right to the nitty gritty and play some tunes. We have two songs tonight. Yeah. Uh, and Jules over there like a little kid. And I know Christmas is coming. You can see the giddiness in her face. To her, it's like Christmas tonight here on the Stoop Radio Show. So we have two. Uh, I I've been nice and gutterball. Jewel, what do you think? Which one do you want to hear first? Start, uh, yeah, start out with that. Uh, I've Been Nice is kind of a signature. Let's do a signature song. I've Been Nice is, uh, yeah. it is his signature song. It, it's the name of his latest album. It's brand new stuff. It's good stuff. It's tonight's guest, yeah. Ren Thomas, with I've Been Nice. It's a quick one. It's about two minutes and 41 seconds. We'll give it a listen, and we'll be back shortly. Yo, they keep coming up to me and be like, yo, man, you been killing shit lately. I'm like, man, fuck you, man. I'm been nice. Yeah, they address me as Zach Ginger You ain't on but roll way better than Pat's fingers The yak sipper, that's what gave me the black liver And mix stories with a blonde and a brown like Jack Ripper Might fuck around and dab with you, just to laugh with you Your career gon' commence with this party and it's the last switcher Wax bitter, you're versed in the cat litter With the jazz cigarella, every syllable magnifer Sense what you don't got, so versus out the dope fight Trying to get so big in this world that I can hold on These rappers nowadays glorify these drug habits Y'all are right, but what is great? To above average The only time you bag wrong when the counter broke My name went from workout deeds to grandy envelope Fuck the rhymes you wrote and looks you got on complex If you put your ear to the street, you hear that I'm next been nice Ever since I stepped in the room been nice Since the day that I crept up the womb been nice So nice I might walk up and greet ya Hi, my name's Ren Thomas, it's nice to meet ya been nice Before the tattoos and the scars been nice Before the wounds and the quotable bars been nice So nice I might walk up and greet ya Hi, my name's Ren Thomas, it's nice to meet ya I'm from the team that been known to roll the chunky cigars All my old chicks hate me now like puppies you know, I'm on the press, polar, rugby is hard. In all black, 
gold plaque on the wall. We drive the rhymes like LeBron James passing the ball. So I scratch and I call. You see the tracks on the wall. Give my life away and still gain more tracks than y'all. I went from kids in the hallway making fun of my shit to doing sessions with some legends that I'll never forget. No gaffer sucks. I got shooters that spark for me, but provoke, and I'll fuck up your face like Lark Voorhees. If you ever been crowned nine, I'ma get him like hell high. 28 years, my pop finally looked at me with brown eyes. No time for the downsides, I can wait till the clouds dry. And fuck searching for love, cause I already found mine. I've been nice, ever since I stepped in the room. I've been nice, since the day that I crept up the womb. I've been nice, so nice I might walk up and greet ya. Hi, my name's Ren Thomas, it's nice to meet ya. I've been nice, before the tattoos and the scars. I've been nice, before the wounds and the quotable bars. Hey yo, what's up? It's the Almighty Lord Sears. I'm checking out my man Rand Thomas. I've been nice. Randy Rand, what it do, fam? New Jersey's all on the deck. Oh, yeah. And they get it in right in Jersey Zone. Run Thomas. That's, Run Thomas. Uh, that's a bit nice. Now, that's why you listen to the stuff before you play it on the air here. Um, because, you know, you don't want to be some dorky little show that says, uh, here's his latest song, I've Been Nice. No, it's I've Been Nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> No, I'm uh, serious. I mean, because, you know, when you look at it, like, I've been nice. Like, if you're not familiar with the music, you're like, I, I've i been nice. I've been so nice, Santa. Yeah, so I have, just I give have, me a damn I have, present. I have been nice. Keep picture from coming on some of these shows. Like, uh, your latest is, I have been nice. I hope. <laughs> like, no, nah, dog. I've been nice. Oh, my God. I like it. That's a great song. I like it. It's quick and it's to the point. Produced, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Produced by Pete Rock. Like, how crazy. And, yeah. And Lord Sear. Had had control over the whole project, so um, yeah, Lord Sear had a had a lot to do with um, him going on Shay Forty Five with Sway Station too. So this is just yeah, it's it's just really cool to see him um, come up like this, and um, I'm glad that this group gets to be a part of it. So it's really absolutely, cool. I'm I'm actually very thrilled to have him here after reading and and looking at him in his biography, listening to his music. And uh, seeing how he's uh, how far he's come, like I said, he's he's a local, he's a Jersey guy. Uh, we're not going to hold that against him. We're of course going to talk a little Philly and, and Jersey <laughs> when it comes on. But nah, kind of guy you get excited for. Um, and that's he's got a lot of Philly love. Yeah, we like that. We like it. We love having our Philly butt kiss right here on the stoop. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and so we should. <laughs> and so we should. Run Thomas roughly around eight thirty. Gonna be calling in. Pretty sure it's gonna be a pretty damn good interview. Seems like a so pretty fun guy. Yeah. Why do you think? Because everyone, I mean, everyone shits on Philly. Why do you think so? Uh, you know, because Philly kind of takes no shit. Uh, you know, when you're named the city of brotherly love, that right there is already an attack. Like brotherly love, screw them. Yeah, they're not anything. And then our, our city streets are a little tough. You know, we're not yeah. the friendly response. Admit it. Like I said, when you're Philly, you, you've got love for your Philly people. And if you're an outsider, you better learn to get with it or you got to get out of it. 
That's it. And the people who do get with it, we embrace you. Like, okay, you can love it, and you're here. So that is the brotherly love. That's what I think. I think so. And like we have guests on, and a lot of them say, "Oh, I'd love to play Philly, or I'd love to get to Philly." You said Hal Sparks mm-hmm. loved it here, and you know he he mentioned he loved it here. You know, we want to get yeah. our act out here. Oh, I just hate even watching the game yesterday. It's like you couldn't watch it on TV. Like I had to watch it. I mean, I had to hear it on my radio because we were driving around. So the parts I hear on the radio, you know, it's they're all for us. And then you watch it on TV and they just shit on us like left and right. So oh, it's yeah. just uh, it's tough to watch, tough to hear. But screw everyone. We it, love it, us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why in 2008 when the Phillies won the World Series, I did – what most Philly people did, I turned off the TV volume, and I put on Harry Callis on the radio. Mm-hmm. And that was a great joy because, I mean, honestly, in going back and listening to the Joe Buck call of it's over and the Phillies have won the World Series, they're <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> sorry to bother yeah. you that Phillies won it all. And it's, I don't know. It, we're tough to love, I guess. Um, and that's okay. Yeah, we'll take it. I think I like it. I think I like it better that way. We're like um, we're like the chick with all the tattoos and the shaved head that you look and say, that girl is friggin' hot. But nobody wants to admit it because she's trying so hard to just stand out and be badass. That's kind of what Philly's like. You know you want to date her. You know you want to bang her. You know you want to get your hands on her. But you're like, well, no, let me look at her. She looks too tough. Oh, Jesus. Tough. Yeah, that's Philly. That's Philly in a nutshell. about that? <laughs> I was kind of hoping you could, you know, the analogy because <laughs> I'm sure you have your own analogy. It's nowhere close I to I guess mine. they're scary. Yo, get with us or get, get against us. That's how I feel. That's it. You are with us or you're against us. There's no in between the Philly. It's not, you know, well, I kind of like Philly. No, you don't kind of like shit. Mm-hmm. You're in it, you're not. <laughs> and that's it. Got it. You know what I'm <laughs> You want to ask that question again? You'll probably never ask me that question again. <laughs> probably not, no. <laughs> yeah. Never <laughs> with that. Um, topics. Let, let's sneak in a topic before uh, Ren comes to the show. Uh, good story here. We want to share this real quickly. And hopefully I'll do it justice in a quick amount of time. Chick-fil-A. One of the biggest fast food restaurant chains. An up-and-coming noise pack. They, they do a real good business, very polite style. But they did something above and beyond. They actually opened on a Sunday this week. But not just any location. Uh, in Georgia, by the Hartsfield-Jackson Airport, where thousands of people were stranded after a uh, power shortage halted flights coming out of the uh, airport, uh, the mayor had called Chick-fil-A and said, hey, look, we need help. So just like that. All the employees and managers and, and everybody at that store had opened up their doors and made food available to these people. And just such a blessing. And the, one of the uh, high-ranking officials at Chick-fil-A said, look, we weren't out to make a profit. We had people to serve. They're stuck, and we just want to do our part. And that's huge around mm-hmm. the holiday season, number one. Number two, a major chain to step up like this. What do you think? Are you a big Chick-fil-A fan? And how great is this story? Yeah, I mean – First of all, they're the nicest employees. Like, I think they get paid more because they are so nice. You have a blessed day. <laughs> and, um, my, 
Yeah. <laughs> my pleasure. That's it. My yeah. pleasure. Yeah. And, oh, my God. And you can never – we just drove past a Chick-fil-A coming to the studio here. It was around the block. I mean around the whole freaking store, and I that never, never happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's one on the yeah. boulevard, and then there's one on the Chamonix. But they're always, always, always packed. And, I mean, it's good freaking chicken, you know? They have the best milkshakes. It's great food. And they're good people. They're good, God-fearing citizens of the world. (laughs) So I applaud Chick-fil-A. I love their food. They're kind of expensive. But you pay for quality. It's not like a Wendy's, you know? Like, it's more... But but, but, here's, good but here's the catch. When you talk about a Wendy's, a McDonald's, Burger King, whatever, when you eat Chick-fil-A, you don't leave feeling disgusting. I mean, no offense right. to the fast food place. You leave like, okay, I feel good because I had a nice piece of grilled chicken or, you know, even a piece of fried chicken, but their their food's good. And like I said, you're getting that atmosphere. They're very uh, willing to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you like the milkshake, you got to try the lemonade. Phenomenal. Lemonade. Oh yeah, I'm not a big oh, lemonade actually. person. And, and and they got waffle fries, which is great. Waffle fries. Waffle fries. <laughs> you know there is a Chick Fil A five minutes from the studio. I get the weirdest feeling when me and George are gonna be running <laughs> right after here. Chick Fil A run. Chick Fil A run. I think we're going up until ten o'clock. So all right, good night, everybody. <laughs> Chick Fil A. You know anyone that calls it Chick Fil A? Chick Fil A. Yeah. Uh, Mike calls it Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. It's delicious. And I'm a fan. My wife loves it too. And like, there's nights where we'll be, uh, I'll come home and be like, what are you going to do, hon? She's like, let's go ahead and get something to eat. I'm thinking, all right, night out. She's like, Chick Fil A. If they serve liquor, they'd be the greatest. Our nine year anniversary is this coming Friday, and he just asked me if I wanted to go to Applebee's. So (laughs) I feel your pain. (laughs) <laughs> I think he was joking. I hope to God he's joking. But I was like, oh, that, that, that's fine, I guess. <laughs> you know? Congratulations no. on nine years. That, that's awesome. Yeah. He keeps saying ten. I'm like, it's not freaking ten yet. Like, come on. <laughs> we do that. We still we don't know he's what you're in either. <laughs> we really you know, don't know you what you're in. can't round up. No. No, no, no. No, we don't know Just what you're in. We... <laughs> oh, like, my God. This year, so it makes it this. Like, no, it was this year, so it makes it that. A lot of fun. Yeah. We have no idea. It's all good. It's cute. Yeah. Hopefully, I well, won't no, be I mean, coming back with a Chick Fil A bag. <laughs> but Chick Fil A is a. Uh, it's it's not our night out it's during the week. You know, if it's during the week and you're like you want to do something, you want to grab something that's fast. But like I said, you don't want to feel blah if you're eating it. You guys, you guys always seem like you're going somewhere cool. We try to. You mm-hmm. gotta like, have one life to live. That's why, you know, when we play the ping pong battle of to have or not to have a baby, <laughs> I talk about this. <laughs> I just pick up and roll out. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard in the beginning, but then they're fun to take out. Absolutely. Like, I mean, we we're, were eating dinner tonight. I got home. We had dinner. And uh, I tend to scroll through my Facebook during dinner, see what's going on in the world. And I see, of course, this picture of Jewel's adorable little girl staying in front of the Christmas tree. And I turned to Cassie and I showed her the picture and she's like, Aww. Moments like that. I have a baby. Or at least borrow Aww. a baby and, and take it back when you're done. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm always down to have a babysitter. 
<laughs> uh, you know, My kid's great. Oh, okay. Let's uh, let's stop the presses here, and let's welcome our very special guest tonight, a gentleman we are dying to talk to, Ren Thomas. Ren, good evening. Welcome to the stoop. Yo, yo. What up, what up? Hey, Ren. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. How are you guys? Doing great good. tonight, man. Doing great. Uh, it's great to have you on. I know you're a North Jersey guy. I don't know if you're a New York Giants guy. If you are, I apologize to start this interview <laughs> I'm actually a Jets fan, so that'll uh. fuck me anyway. Oh, I can curse. I can curse. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Just make it um, yeah, no, I'm a, Jet, I'm a diehard Jets fan. have been my whole life. Uh, I hate the Giants, actually. Um, all my friends I grew up with are diehard Giants fans. Yeah, my one buddy are the only ones who like the Jets. So he sucks. <laughs> It's easy for us to talk shit now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, we got we we could we could talk a little shit. We still suck anyway. (laughs) You're you're still better than the Giants, and that's what counts. So let's get down to uh, the important stuff. Uh, You know, of course, being from Jersey, uh, growing up in this area, did you always know you wanted to be in the rap? And uh, who were your early influences in rap music growing up? Uh, So when I was really young, like probably like eight seven around that time uh when i first started like you know listening to music that wasn't just being played at my parents house or in their car or something uh i came across a bunch of cds and which was like four five six and capital punishment and uh let's see the first biggie album a lot of you know real influential hip-hop to most people of that generation and my generation you know and, uh, yeah. That's really how I started to get into it. I fell in love with the music, and then years later, my cousin, who was like three years older than me, he started rapping, and uh, he did it for a little bit. And I, he was like closer in age to me than my actual brother is, so he was like my big brother, you know? and kind of uh, wanted to be like him. So I tried out, and stuck with it ever since. I've been doing it for about nineteen years. I've been writing for about nineteen years. Wow. Wow. And how, yeah, how old you start? How old are you? I'm 29. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. So you're like my age. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when did you like decide to battle people? Um. So I'm from like a real suburban area that's surrounded by a lot of non-suburban areas. So anywhere I would go to parties and things like that, you know people would always start a cypher, you know, like talking like 16-year-olds, I think. And, uh, you know, I would be like, oh, I rap. And they'd be like, yeah, right, yo. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that would just make me mad. And I was I was always witty because I've always been like a chubby kid. And, like, you know, I fought back. I knew how to be witty and use my, uh, use my words to my advantage. You know what I mean? I just started battling. You know, I was writing and already recording a little bit of music at that time, so I knew how to do it. But, you know, battling started that way. Just like, so. Yeah. Um, so uh, can you talk about how that got you into, like, your first project, like the decline of Western civilization? Yeah, so I was I was about 18. I had done a couple of projects that, like, I released through my high school and stuff. Um, okay. But after that, uh, I was still going by Renegade, and I 
went to a bar when I was 18, and I met this guy. He came up to me and he said, see this guy DJing on stage. He's a rapper. Do you want to buy his album? I said, if he battles me on stage right now, he's and I'll buy every one that you have on. <laughs> so they were, like, they were like, no, he doesn't battle. And then he put on a Jedi Mind Tricks record. <sighs> no one in my, no one. He put on Heavenly Divine, and no one mm-hmm. in my area were like cats that weren't in the know what that was. So I was like, oh, maybe this kid that I just kind of played out, something. You know what I mean? So I went up. I started. Yeah. Playing. He said, no, I don't battle, but I do have two mics, and I got a shit ton of instrumentals if you want to rap. We started going back and forth, and me with him, his name is Tab. He's on every my project since today. Um, me and him started a group. And then from that group we did, we released like four or five albums together. And then after that, I started releasing, when I released Planet West, that was my first album, Solo. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, I have to tell you, I I loved Jedi since high school. Um, how did you how did you discover them? Uh, I had the studio in like my area. I my father helped me build the studio, and I learned how to record on two tracks and you know tape decks and all that. And I used to have people from the area just come through and do songs with them. You know, trying to build a network. And mm-hmm. this dude came. Through, Dude came through with Outer Space's Blood and Ashes, actually. Ah, shit. I had never heard (laughs) anything like that before. And he was like, yo, they're actually a group that's connected to another group that's bigger called Jedi Mind Tricks. And then that's how I came up on, that's how I found out about Vinny, and that's how I found out about Immortal Technique, and all those those Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that, like, changed. What'd you say? That's, that's right up Jules Alley. She talks about these, these groups all the time. That's why she was so excited having you on, knowing you guys in Link. That's really amazing stuff. Yeah, so, you know, I came from being being in my basement, recording on tape decks, finding out who these guys were. And you know, all these years later, I call most of them friends, and I call some of them colleagues. You know, we're all peers. Yeah, and when I heard you, like, I didn't know you did a song with um, Reef or anything. And then, like, your yeah. your flow, I mean, there's similarities between you and Vinny Paz, you know? So, I, I mean, your beats are crazy. I immediately, like, liked your music and everything. And um, I just saw you recently on tour with Token and uh, Mad Squabbles and Duke Rant. Can you talk a b- little bit about that tour? Uh, I only did that one spot date on that. Oh, okay. Uh, I, met Token. I met Token when I did Team Backpack. His name had just, like, emerged. And then me and mm-hmm. him did the Sway Doomsday Cypher together. And then since then, we just always followed each other on social media. And when I saw he was coming to Philly, I hit him up and said, hey, I'm area that week, so let me know if you want to know if I rock. That's awesome. Yeah, that kid, I mean, he's ridiculous. I, I mean, I think he's going to go far, too. Yeah, he's super young. He's super talented. Uh, I got no love for him. Not, not, a, not a bad bone in his body, as far as I can tell. He's such a nice guy. And, you know, be happy that he's getting the kind that he deserves. Yeah, good messages, too, for the kids. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's awesome. You had a um, you had an album, and, and this cracks me up because I love the name of it because it's the kind of stuff I would do. Who came up with the genius idea behind naming it? <laughs> Who the fuck is Ren Thomas? Because to me, that's fantastic. <laughs> okay, so 
I always got labeled as like the Jedi mind trick. Uh, I, I was put in that box of like battle rapper, the Jedi mind trick style, like, you know, and mm-hmm. I started experimenting with more music, like different flows and not going so aggressive in battle rap. And, uh, and uh, I started working on this project and everyone like, this thing is so uncohesive. And I was like, and yeah, I was but like, I like that. I like that. I want to understand that I'm trying to drag mm-hmm. So it was more of, uh, you know, and then you know, everywhere I went, everywhere people I went, started being like, oh, who the fuck is Ren Thomas? And then after it did as well as it did, everybody was like, now we know who the fuck Ren Thomas is. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it got a lot of fan response too, right? Yeah, it's genius. Yeah, I, it, Really, really, really helped my career. So, uh, what kind of doors did that open up, like for you? Like, um, you did some like crazy collaborations with people. Like, did, was that the the project that like made that happen? Yeah, that started to kick down a lot of doors. Um, and then I, at that time, I was working a little bit with Screwtape from uh, Camden, and mm-hmm. yep. he was working he was getting brought on to Sensi Star and Sensi Star found out that me and him were working together they um, brought me down to Philly basically talked to me about doing the project with them I did it with them and that like really opened up all the doors of Philadelphia because those guys were so well respected like Burke and Slaughter Rico and Ghetto FC and J.O. The Last Man and Screwtape and they basically would bring me out at every show, and I started meeting everybody, and all of a sudden, all the orders started hitting me personally from rock all the shows. I did, like, I did probably 200 shows in Philadelphia in the last year. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah. That's like, really, really fun. Next- really what did you Do think? you like... Oh. Um, I'm sorry. How, how do you like the... <clears throat> I'm sorry. How do you like the Philly area? Do you think it's a great base uh, for you to deliver your music? Yeah, because New Jersey doesn't really have a scene. It's more of like crab and bucket mentality. Uh, New York, you have to be like that somewhere else before they'll even give you a Philly, which everyone was like, this is the hardest place to bring in at that time, all of a sudden was like arms to me. And it just, it was. It was it's, it's almost like the New York thing. Like you can make it, you can make it anywhere, but I feel like more Philadelphia is like that because people come out and they're just like not going to be receptive to you if you're not. That's yeah. Philly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ha- I have to ask, how did you? I mean, being a Jedi fan, I'm obviously a fan of Sean Price. How did you get linked up with him? Um. So I did a show in. Um, uh, South Street Seaport in New York City, and mm-hmm. uh, I got there, and I knew Swave Sever from the battle scene, and he was hanging out with Sean Price. I went up, I introduced myself, said hello, whatever. I, I had met him one other time with uh, Pumpkinhead and Poison Pen at a Duck Down show, but he didn't he didn't know who I was. I performed as I got off stage. The first person who approached me was Sean, and he said, "Yo, you gave me the goosebumps." And I said, I said, wow, yo, you're my favorite rapper. Like, not nah, you're my favorite rapper. From that day until the day he passed away, we were great friends. Oh man, yeah, I know the the last Jedi show, the uh, that I saw him at at Philly, um, they did this huge tribute to him, and it's just like so super sad. And I I was just shocked to hear like. 
Like, you did a couple of tracks with them, I heard. Yeah, we did some stuff, but uh, I don't want to release them because mm-hmm. I, oh. I want that to be done through his people. Um, right. I also do don't want to look like I'm trying to eat off of his legacy. Uh, mm. You know, I just, I, I respect it so much. And one thing I want to ask is to hear all the stuff before we release them. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm touch with Bernard. If she wants the songs for anything, she can take them. She can keep me on. She can take them. It doesn't matter. More about it. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, that's, it, it's, it's amazing you got the time with him, you know, like before his yeah. passing. Yeah, it was amazing. Let let me ask you this, um, kind of an off-track question. Now, you're making your way. Your music is getting bigger. You're doing all these collaborations. Uh, you're you're a big guy. When one of your mm-hmm. idols comes up to you and says, hey, your stuff gives me goosebumps, do you get a little geek? Do you get like, yeah, I wait until I get in the car and then I start screaming. <laughs> uh, who, who are you the most starstruck by? I mean, obviously you said Sean Price, but like you, you, you've worked with a lot of freaking big people, so. Yeah, um, I recently, uh, Static Selected brought me out this weekend at his album release party and gave me like a huge look. I shut down. I I was the one to close the show, and West Side yeah. got everybody like West Side got like keep going, keep rapping. And I was like, "What? That is want me to keep going?" He's like, "Going." So you know, I, I kept going, shut the place down, and then we all went out for drinks and food afterwards. And you know, so now that opened up the door. I'm uh, static announced to to everyone that he's going to be working with me. So you know, me and West Side Gun have become pretty cool. Doing uh, a couple different shows. I mean, you know. Uh, it's hard to say who I'm starstruck by first because obviously all the idols that become my friends or peers, you know, I'm always like taken back. Like when I get a text message to my phone and it's massive from Wu-Tang and I'm like, oh my God. These are like the 15 year old kid inside of me starts screaming. But yeah. as, a, as a man, when he tries to be professional, I try to keep it in and, you know, harness it more into the music. We do yeah. it here every week. <laughs> we do it here every week. <laughs> yeah, we geek out big time. Yeah, geek, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so talk to us it's, about VH1's probably the, I, actually. I'll, I'll tell you who the, the most starstruck person I ever was by was probably when I was on Sway the first time. Oh, well, yeah. probably the first time, and then later on, I I linked with Pete Rock. We put out that record together, and it was amazing meeting him. He's such a a great guy. Him and Sway, they're like. Top shot, human. At the end of the day, like you know, I was I was definitely taken back when I met Sway because I watched him on MTV for all those years to finally be in his presence, him to show me love, and for me to do what I did on his show and him, you know, yell out Jersey at the end, and like yeah, I hate Sway. You know, like he's from Oakland and he was like, but Jersey's in the motherfucking building. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh man, that's fucking awesome. Are are you an M fan? Uh, yeah, no, diehard Eminem fan back in the day, uh, still respect what he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. did you like the last album? Not, not, <laughs> Are you going to talk about I, it? I, I heard, I heard some of it. Um, he's, he's the greatest rapper of all time, you know, when, mm-hmm. uh, I just, 
the the songs don't connect with me as much as a lot of other people at this point in my career. I, I, I can see that. Like yeah. I want to hear I want to hear him on boom bap shit with like artists that like a West Side Gun, Conway. I want to hear those records and not be interested in the, the pink and the whoever else he had on there. But it, 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 it's for people, but it's just not my taste. But you know, I'm always you know he changed the culture. He obviously he opened down doors for all the white ladies that are still doing it. Make it something that was different and it important, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so we played, um, we played one of your tracks already uh, tonight, I've Been Nice. And this song, tell yes. me about this song, because to me it sounds more or less like, fuck you, I've been here, where you been? <laughs> so tell us about that, Al. So, so what happened was um, Team Backpack asked me to be in this competition in 2016, and uh it was 2,000 MCs, and I won. And people started sharing all my stuff, like, yo, Ren Thomas has been killing shit lately. And I'm in my buddy's basement with my DJ, and my DJ goes, yo, they just said that you've been killing shit lately. Don't they know you've been nice? And I was like, you're right, I've been nice. So I wrote the record, and then me and Lord Sear connected, and he basically came through with some beats, played me the Pete Rock record. I said, I got something that'll fit with this perfectly. We did the record, God. and Pete, Pete it, and we put it out. Awesome. That's fucking it's phenomenal. It's great. Yeah, I've, been, I've been doing it, doing it for 10, 15 years, and then finally start to get that, you know, uh, response from people, and it's like, yo, but I've been nice. You know what I mean? Like, I've yeah. been out here doing things. I love it. now I'm getting the code. Well, I tell you what, you gave me the mix seat, and I had to fight my nephew and my boyfriend over it because they won't let me have it because they've just been bumping it ever since. They both got new systems in their car, and that that's all they play is, is that mix seat. Um, it, it's really good. Um, gutter Ball Thanks. is probably my favorite, so I'm so happy we're playing it tonight. Um, but I, I just have to ask you real quick, uh, what? how was it the VH1 show signed? I know that just – happened and how how was that whole experience um so i got to meet you know rick ross and the dream and lenny s and dj khaled and a countless amount of other people dj drama and there's a lot of people that we met on the show they didn't put on the show for contracts or whatever they didn't use those scenes or whatever but um being on the show definitely projected my career i felt like i handled myself well on the show i feel like at this point in hip hop, those guys are looking for someone who's going to make a million dollars out the gate, and I think that I think artists need to, you know, build up. I have a core fan base that that's been fucking with what I've been doing, and they wanted me to do something a little different. And I feel like okay, I could do a hundred thousand new fans, and then lose the ten thousand or twenty thousand thirty bills that are still yeah. are riding with me from. So I didn't want to jeopardize my integrity and my, my artistic, you know, the thing that I've been doing since I was 15 in my basement. I didn't want to, like, walk away from that and, you know, let down the people who've been riding with me. So I, I stayed, it, uh, I kept it real to myself. And, uh, you know, it definitely opened up a lot of doors. Because now people find out, oh, he was on FBH One Show. Ross was fucking with Gallup was fucking with him. People are like, oh, we got to take this guy seriously if these guys are taking him seriously, you know? Yeah. But all in all, all in all, it was a great experience. Um, I felt like 
um, the way that it ended was because, you know, the way that it ended, they made it look like I did, I messed up on my final performance, which I didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. They actually played my, uh, they played my dress rehearsal. And, Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, oh. they played my reality dress rehearsal. shows. Yeah, you know, and a lot of the things that happened on there, they, they needed drama and stuff, and they knew that they weren't going to sign me. And I guess in post-production, watching it, seeing that I was the one that was standing out a lot of the times, they needed them to say that's why we're not signing him. So they mm-hmm. used dress rehearsal where the DJ stopped the music, and I look up, and I'm like, what the fuck? Don't do that when the, we're doing the actual performance for everyone. And, then, you know, it looked crazy on TV, but... You know, I put out a statement and everything, and all my fans that are with me, they know the deal. You know, it's not, it's not, it, it just, it just puts more of a fire under me to keep going and be better and, you know, continue. That's yeah, awesome. and I, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, me and, and the rest of your fans, like, we appreciate that, you know, like, that you didn't compromise or, or, or do that much of a stretch. Like, some people would for that kind of that kind of goal, you know what I mean? Like you already got in their face. They knew who the fuck you are, and no matter what, like you did it, and you were yourself throughout it. So, you know, I applaud you yeah. on that. Yeah. Thank you, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. No problem. Uh, so let's talk was, real quick about. Of, um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like um, I said there was, there was a lot of other talented people that were on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, you know, it was it was fun though. It was cool. They're no Ben Thomas. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're never in time. <laughs> Who the fuck are they? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, uh, so let's talk about um, you got a new EP coming up. Um, obviously, you had a been nice. You got a new one coming out called One Day Without Windows. So obviously, you're uh, yeah. you're rolling along. Tell us about this new one man, and what it uh, what it's about. Is it real life stuff? Is it a little bit of everything? Give us a rundown of that new EP. Uh, basically, um, the concept behind it was. I tab that I was speaking about before I started with me and locked ourselves in a studio for one day and created an EP out of scratch and finished the whole thing in that day, uh, shot a video. And this EP isn't going to be for, um, it's not going to be for mass consumption. I'm only doing 200 copies strictly for people who've been rocking with me. And I wanted to make a collector's item. Also, also have, also have an album coming out called The Renaissance, and uh, that's coming out pretty soon. I'm going to be announcing this week when that's coming out. But the EP, uh, I put out some of the pre-sale. The pre-sale will be up this week for people. Uh, but like I said, there's there's probably only 150 copies left. Um, okay. And, you know, it's basically just for it's, – it's, it's a collector's item. And uh, it's it's very musical because Tab plays a lot of instruments. And I tried a lot of new different new different styles on it and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's 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 very dope. We would love to play it and debut it. I mean, while we can, like we'll we'll just play it on our show. Uh, where where can people find that? Uh, they they have to message me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. message. They can message me. It, yeah, I'm I'm doing it directly through me because I wanted to make it special. Like, I, I think that the project's very special. I put out the single for it called All Mine. Uh, I don't know if you guys checked out that video yet. Uh, again, great burn. Uh, the, uh, that's the single off it produced by Level 15 in Philly. And 
the rest of it, people will have to get through me from either Facebook message or DM on Instagram, however they can get it. That's that's pretty amazing idea, really. You make you know you make it limited so everybody wants it, and then once the few people that have it, everybody's going to try to get their hands on it. That's actually a genius yeah. idea to make it limited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, and then I also have an amazing album coming out called The Renaissance. Which I have features from. Uh, uh, hold on, let me get this right. Rashid Chappelle, uh, Silent Night, uh, Elder Sensei, Pace One. Ooh. Um, shit. Who else is on it? I don't want to mess up and say anybody. <laughs> There's one more record, and I can't remember the feature. Record. Oh, Spit Gems and. Uh, What was that last one? I think we lost you. Yeah, we oh, lost I'm sorry. One. It was uh, Spit, Spit Gems and Screwtape. Oh, okay. and Screwtape. All right, cool. Got it. Um, really excited. Yeah, I, I'll definitely be messaging for that. We'll all be on the lookout for Renaissance. <laughs> um, can you give everyone your social media real quick? Yeah, it's uh, at Ren Thomas Music uh, on everything. Um, or Ren Thomas everything. on Facebook. Yeah, everything awesome. is Ren Thomas music, and if you look for Ren Thomas, I don't. I, 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 my main page doesn't have any more room, but they can find the, my music page. Very awesome, and it's very simple to find too. It's R E N Thomas Ren Thomas at Ren Thomas Music on Twitter. Yep, Ren Thomas Music on Twitter at Ren Thomas Music on Instagram, and of course on Facebook, Ren Thomas. Yeah. You know, we would. Uh, we're going to be big fans here. We'd like to catch you sometime in Philly. So we'll be messaging you, man. If you don't mind messaging us back and just keeping us up to date on where you're at, um, we want to thank you for taking time. Awesome. We want to we want to thank you for taking time tonight because you were great. We know you got a busy schedule. Uh, would you like to come back and do it again with us sometime? Whenever you guys need me, I'm here. Oh, thank you so much, friend. Friend, thank really you so much for joining us. Best of luck in the near future. When- yeah, whenever you see me in the in, when I'm gonna I'm about to release my tour calendar next week. So if when you guys see any dates that are gonna be in your area, hit me up and I'll try to come do the show in person. Uh, oh, that'd man, be that's great. Awesome. We would absolutely do that. Everybody, an amazing guy right here, and a very talented artist, Ren Thomas. Ren, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you guys so much. Sure, thank and have you. a great holiday. Yeah, happy you holidays. Too, <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, man. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, have a good one. So. That was well worth the wait and just an outstanding interview. Uh, Ren Thomas, really talented rap star. We apologize a little bit. There's a bit of an echo uh, with our audio, um, but he was uh, brave through it, stuck it out, and did a great job and gave us a great interview. Uh, I, I mean, I, I usually – this is usually the part of the show where I ask you what you think, but I know what you think. I know you're a massive fan, but how was that? No, it was great. I'm I'm so excited we got to talk to him right before his tour. I think he said he's going to be touring um, early 2018, so we'll keep you guys updated on that. We'll definitely let you know. Um, I follow him on everything, so you guys should follow him on everything. It's Ren Thomas Music, obviously, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And, uh, yeah, like his – you're going to hear the, the other song next, and this is probably my favorite off the whole mixtape, Gutterball, but he's just – He's doing it, and um, yeah, I'm just really excited. I'm really excited for new music, too, because he just keeps pumping out hit after hit, so 
Yeah. Good good shit, man. <laughs> Great shit. It, he seems like a guy that that's busy and um you know, rap is is hard. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, you play a guitar, you play the drums, and you're going to make a song sound a certain way because of your instrument. When you're rapping, it's you. It's your voice. And, you know, it's such a hard concept. And you hear a lot of rap that comes out. It's very plain. It's very blah. It's almost like it tries too hard. But his is dead on. Uh, his beats are perfect. His lyrics are great. I, I'm a fan. And it, it's it's just real hip-hop. Like, there's so much garbage out today. And like I said, like when I first met him, it it does. It, it reminds me of Jedi, and his flow is ridiculous. And um, it's just that it's raw hip hop, and and you guys have heard it, and and you'll hear it again. But um, for for the real hip hop heads, not that mumble rap that's out today, um, you you can tell the difference for sure. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that explanation. Mumble rap. This this guy is. It's clear, it's fluid, the words come out, there's no shyness, there's no stutter. It's just delivered right out. You can understand what he's saying. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and he's know, funny. And he's funny. And he's, yeah. you know, a, lot of, a lot of guests who get on, they're all funny. They got real stories. They tell the real story of what goes on, and it makes it that much better. There's no, uh, there's no hidden garbage. He even came out and said, hey, he felt that he was ripped off by sign. Yeah. And I, <laughs> so let's do it now. Let's get on to the second track that we have tonight from our very special guest, the awesome rap star, Ren Thompson. Oh, my God, I'm all. Jules already singing it before we even play it. This song is called Gutterball. <laughs> it's the amazing Ren Thomas. The song's about four minutes and 37 seconds, so it's a little longer than we're used to, but it is well worth it. Sit through the entire song because I know you're going to like it. You're going to like it. Ren Thomas Gutterball Ren Thomas coming Gutterball. up. We'll be back shortly. We'll be back shortly. For Dutch money, dumb packs allowed for that hush money. Fuck with me. I am a gutter ball. I don't fuck with none of y'all. Dog, I got a hundred bars. You don't really want it now. No future in Brian. You all faking it. Don't cling to mistakes. Cause you spent the time making it. Uh, trying to build a buzz like insects. Still coming into my own, no, like an incest. Life is test, I'm ain't built for that type of stress. It takes ten years to be an overnight success. Pizza sour at the witching hour. Sniffing powder off the kitchen counter. Clouds like I hit the towers. Smash the rigs, six bad bitches at the crib. Cough so hard, thought I almost cracked the rib. These rappers ain't shit, so I stay clowning. Oh, y'all making waves? From here, that shit look like drowning. Did it on my own, better up alone. They all wanna conversate. Fucking on my zone. I don't fuck with none of y'all. Don't I wanna y'all? 
downloaded on my Apple Music. <laughs> I <laughs> oh. know. <laughs> oh. Ren Thomas, that is fantastic. Gutterball. Um, me and Joel like to kind of, not really chit-chat, we like to get into the music, but we do share a little uh, little side chatter of what the songs <laughs> are on. And I told her, it's a sexy beat. It is. like you just Your whole body is just moving the whole time it's on. <laughs> I'm moving and I'm not a dancer. I'm dancing, I'm storming, I'm not a dancer. And, uh, you know, I'm, when it comes to rap music, I'm, I'm a little, I guess, picky, I guess is the word. Not that I'm not a fan of the art. I think it's fantastic. And, and guys that can bring it, um, you have to admire them. And this guy brings it. I am just, I'm well with that song. Like, I want to play it again. <laughs> like, I know. Right, I'm right, just right. so happy. Well, I'm just happy, like, since I've been on the show, like, we, we had our first hip-hop act on it and it, it had to be him like I there were some others that hit me up I'm like oh, I'm waiting up for Ren man because it, it's going to be good and I just I 
I knew he would come through, and I'm so happy he did. And it's it is it's just real hip hop, and and your speakers coming through this site aren't probably doing it justice. So go out, get the mixtape. I've been nice. Got new music coming out this week, so uh, well worth checking out. Has my approval. Yeah, I mean, so, so that's well worth checking out. <laughs> tomorrow morning, uh, you know, I, I leave for work bright and early tomorrow morning. When I'm in my 2017 Ford Fusion yeah. cruising down the street, it's going to be on. Speakers blaring. I'm playing it as soon as I get in the car. So I'm going to hear the real it, it's a great. It really is a great song. I'm not. I'm yeah. not the kind of guy that says it because our artists come on. We've been very fortunate because everybody that comes on really brings on great music, and and you do an amazing job of finding them. And I can't thank you enough because you got a great ear, and you bring such great songs and artists that really play great music and. Again, I'm not a, a big rap star. You know what's going to happen. Like this weekend, me and the wife are going to be out in the car. That song's going to be coming on, and she's going to look at me like, what? And I'm like, oh, yeah. You're goddamn right. My That's man all I've been listening to. Seriously, all I've been listening to is our guests between Ren and Sheena and the Newsweeds and Overwinter and Molly Rhythm. Like, I, I really do love all our guest music, and I really, truly am a fan. And, um, yeah, I... I I vouch for all of them and it's, it's great. And it's been great experiences going to see them, like all their shows. And it's funny cause I'll, I'll be going to Shannon and the nosebleeds and listening to Ren Thomas or like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just all included. And I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of it and happy that um, they want to be a part of this. So it's, it's just pretty cool. Agreed. We are, um, we are so very honored to have, some of the guests that have come through this door, from the local Philly acts to the big California scene to everywhere in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from London, England with Lilith in the Night to, you know, far out West Coast California, um, you know, with, with Hale Sagan, uh, to <clears throat> Philly people like Molly Rhythm and, of course, tonight, Ren Thomas. I'll tell you what, if that Molly Rhythm, if this was the old days and I had that on vinyl, I would have wrecked that record by now. That's how often I listen to that song. <laughs> I know, I know. I listen to it all the time. I love it, and you know, like I said, gutter ball. That's going to be up there. That's going to be a song. I'm, I'm going to yep. be able to recite lyrics soon enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be. I'm going to be spitting it. Of course, it's not going to sound near as good. Yeah, but. I like to see that. <laughs> really good stuff, though. It's funny, um, and I remember going back. I want to make sure I get everybody right here. I remember when you came back from that show with uh, Token, Mad Squabbles, uh, and, of course, Ren was there. And as great a show it was, you kept talking about Ren. And you said, I want to get Ren on the show. And I'm like, mm-hmm. sounds like a pretty big tour. I looked him up and I was like, yeah, he's got some followers. He might be tough to get, but boom, here he is. Yeah. And he was um, – I, I, I did want to catch him. That's why I pressed so hard before he did go out on that tour because I didn't know the next time – he'd be able to. Um, so, yeah, as soon as those dates are available, I'll definitely see him again because he's going to be headlining this time. It's not like he only did, like, I don't know, three or four songs. <clears throat> and then I I caught up with him in the back bar. I'm, like, chasing him down. But, uh, yeah, he'll, next time he'll be headlining, and, and I'll, I'll bring everyone with me. You and Cassie got to come. Mike's definitely going to come. My nephew's a huge fan. My niece, um, I, I got to credit her because she – she dragged me to the token uh, concert. She didn't drag me, but like, you know, <laughs> it was very last minute. So I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Thank you, Duck and Brian. Shout out to Duck and Brian. 
little big shout out. <laughs> That's a good thing, though. And like I said, you get lucky, and and kind of like we do on the show, we we find these acts and uh, we ask them to come on, and they agree to come on, and then we're blown away. That's a good thing. And as always, Jewel does excellent work in bringing us these fantastic artists. Thank you. Don't just shake your head. I, I, yeah. I try. <laughs> <laughs> you are the hardest person to pull out from compliments. Or like, mm, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't take compliments. I don't know if you know that by now, but I am the worst compliment. I think most girls are. Most girls are. Oh, my God. I can hear my voice go. I'm sorry in advance. Now you're I have good. a really okay. good... I might have bronchitis. I'm not sure, but that's why I sound very deep tonight. Um, I don't think any girl takes compliments well. Do you? Um, <laughs> I don't know. My, uh, my wife does. She likes the compliments. I mean, I uh, like them. Yeah. I just don't take them. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I am a compliment and center of attention hog. If you haven't noticed, I don't know if you saw my lovely Christmas picture on Facebook with me and my four, you haven't seen it? My full red Christmas suit I'm sitting down on the couch drinking a beer at my buddy's Christmas party this weekend oh my god so a uh, I was at a holiday party this weekend, this Saturday night uh, one of our listeners, matter of fact our two-time colon guest, Christina Beatrice and her husband mm. Joe had a uh, great party and they always do it so well Uh, It was such a great time. Tons of food, tons of drinking, beautiful house, tons of great people. Um, Matter of fact, Christina is the one who called in to Steve Howie from the Flyers' bathroom. Oh, okay. (laughs) That was her, and that was their party this weekend. And it's such an amazing time, and they're just amazing people. And it's stuff like that that gets you into the holidays, you know, because what you see on the street is hustle and bustle, and everybody's fighting to get somewhere, and everything's crowded. As you know from being in the, in the area, the Langhorn Levittown area, traffic is a disaster this time of year. Ugh, I hate it. Well, yeah, my wife, um, you know, she just made her way into the studio. Uh, she stops by. She was out shopping, getting her butt kicked, and, uh, you know, she just got <laughs> home. The, the traffic is just horrendous, but stuff like that's fun. Um, you know, they have contests, best dress, which me and the missus won. Oh, uh, good job. Oh, you got to see the picture. I look like a uh, super smooth. Santa. Uh, it was like a, a, it was a red suit. Well, it was a red suit, kind of like if mm-hmm. Santa was like my age and hip. It was like a red suit. Okay. But like the like the white sash. I'm a Santa hat on. I'm banging. I'm, I was the sexiest guy. There. <laughs> okay. What was Cassie? <laughs> Uh, she was also dressed in a uh, – she was lady in red. She had a beautiful red dress on. And people kept calling us Mr. and Mrs. Claus, maybe from, like, the early days. <laughs> Before they had thousands of elves and they used to go out and party. Okay. <laughs> oh, Aww, and again – that's cute. Oh, it was great. It was a great time. Uh, and I'm going to send my hats off. If you're in the area and you listen, I'm going to do a cheap plug, not because these people pay me. They don't pay me at all. But the name of the place is Mazanti's. M-A-Z-Z-A-N-T-I-S, Mazzanti's. It's a little Italian place right in the Bristol area, kind of like in the borough. Hmm. The greatest Italian hoagie you will ever eat. No shit. No shit. One of these times, like I said, when you're in the area, we've got to do like a weekend collaboration thing, just work on shit. I'll get one, we'll split it, and I'm telling you, it's going to blow you away. Is it big, like um, Marinucci's? Like that they big? have like a two-foot. They have like a two-foot. Okay. And I brought it there. Oh, and 
One was not enough. I mean, there was tons of food at this party, but I brought one and sliced it down and it got devoured. But it's phenomenal. It's old school Italian. It's the brujut and the super sot and the super stinky sharp Italian cheese on a nice seeded roll. It's beautiful. You know what? Bristol's so crazy because half of it is like really hood. And then the other half is like <laughs> beautiful restaurants right on the river. And it's like all these small, quaint little shops like I really always wanted to go to a small business Saturday, I think it is, down in Bristol because it's really cute. And then it gets, like, <laughs> crazy, like you're going to get mugged. But, um, yeah, <laughs> not too far. Big shout out. Big shout out what to up, Bristol? Bristol. <laughs> I am um, showing what you. What the kind of That is me it's in my a, red It's just a light. <laughs> uh, it's it just like light. It's all, I'll look yeah, it up. You gotta check it. The picture is great, but uh, yeah, a you know a shout out with no money involved and no investment from the people of Mazanti. It's just a great sandwich and worth it. And if you listen to us and you're in the area, check them people out. M a z z a n t i s Mazanti's. It's a little Italian shop, kind of like the old school. It's not in the cutest section of Bristol, but uh, it's a great sandwich. It's worth the trip. So we had a great time there. Oh, I, um, I see it now. I got you. Yeah. And my <laughs> it's your profile picture. It is my profile picture. That's how great it is. So, folks, if you're listening in, go uh, find me on Facebook, Jeff Perini, P-O-R-R-I-N-I. You'll see a tremendous picture of me in my red Christmas suit holding my all-time favorite beer, Tropicannon by Heavy Seas. And I got this look on my face like, yep, I'm the shit. Exactly the look <laughs> on my face. <laughs> or it might have been, yes, I'm yeah, shitty because that was a few Tropicannons in <laughs> That should be on the Stoop website as well. It will be. And don't worry. I know we've been saying it a lot. In the new year, we are bringing back the Stoop website. And we like to bring back some of our writers, too, and bring back some people that did great pieces for us back when we yeah. had the old website. Um, uh, Tim and Ryan and Brad and uh, CJ and a lot of the guys that did some work for us, uh, bringing articles. Even uh, our, you know, one of our favorites here, Sagan, she did some pieces. So we'd like to bring it back. We like that. We'll do like a weekly uh, magazine thing again, like we did before. So we're excited for that. Uh, am I missing anybody? Oh, Jeff, Jeff Weinstein. Uh, yeah, uh, my my good friend Paul Laska. Uh, he added pieces. So a lot of people are interested in writing and having their stuff be read, and and that's how you do it nowadays. You get on social media sites, websites, blogs, um, internet radio like this, and uh, let stuff be heard. Because a lot of talented people out there to get shut out. This is how you do it. Yeah. No, that'd be great. I'm really excited for that. Me too. I'm excited. Social media. Speaking of social media, uh, our good friends at Twitter announced today that uh, that it's taking a very hard stance for violence, hate, etc. Uh, the social media company claims it will begin to expel people or groups that promote violence, hate, racism, anything of the such. Uh, which you know, bravo to the people at Twitter because a lot of Twitter stuff is very anti everything. Uh, I love Twitter, but mm, sometimes I tell you. Um, is this a good move by Twitter, you think? And do you think they'd be able to patrol this as hard as they're saying they can? I I just don't see how it could be done. One, because art includes violence. And, and what if you have a story or something that's based on, like, violence and hate and racism but it's not really racism it just may say racism so how 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 would they do that how would they just cut out that stuff without i mean obviously everyone is smiling and everyone because the netflix thing just came out and it's like who watched the christmas prince 
552 times and who hates you. <laughs> like, everyone <laughs> is watching everything you freaking do. So, yeah. I mean, if they're watching that closely, closely, maybe it could be accomplished, but is one thing. I mean, sure, like, you could try to stop all the bad shit on the internet, but there's no way to... I mean, I guess if they're watching closely. What, what else was I going to say? Um... Twitter. Oh, and with the whole net neutrality thing, I'm not going to get into it, but I um, yeah, <laughs> I well. hope it's I, I hope it's not uh going to kill our show or anything. Um, yeah, tell me about it. But oh, oh, that's what I was going to say. The trolls, like it, one person could make fifty accounts. Like there's no way that yeah. Twitter could shut down that many lonely people online that fill their days with just ranting and raving on Twitter. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if it's like a Black Mirror situation and they're watching our every move, then maybe. But I, I don't understand how they could get that far of a reach. Agreed. It, it it takes a lot of effort. And like I said, for every one government guy that watches it, there's 100 trolls out there just piling up multiple accounts. If you're going to go on Twitter, basically you got to check out you know, the Stoop Radio 1 uh, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Or Red Thomas um, Music. Red Thomas Music. Or, I don't know, anything. Something trivial like, oh, I don't know, Eagle's Nest 365. <laughs> Again, that's Eagle's Nest 365. E-A-G-L-E-S-N-E-S-T 365. <laughs> In case you don't know, that's the, the uh, Eagle's site that I'm recently involved with with a few friends of mine. Uh, we, uh, Everything Eagle's. Got some local uh, news people, local celebrities that are joining us there and following us on Twitter. Uh, but really, the Super Radio, and like I said, this whole net neutrality thing hopefully does not kill the wonderful program that we bring to you every Monday and Wednesday night on Block Talk Radio. I don't know guy. what to think about that. Ugh. I mean, have you done much research? Because I try to do research and my head hurts about it. Um Yeah. I know it's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. And everyone <laughs> I know it's really bad. Hates it. No, like seriously, like it's it's going to be it's not going to be bad right away. Okay? But our internet they say, and I'm trying to look at all the sources, is not going to be as open as we would like and people may charge more for things and and all that shit. So, um do you have any thoughts on it? I think it sucks, uh, and the yeah. reason why I'm, ha- yeah, I'm having a hard time reading into it is because all you hear is, and here it is again, the hatred about that little smug little Indian FCC guy who seems I, uh, all excited about about driving this force home, and everybody hates this guy, and he doesn't seem to care. No, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. He, he does not have a fuck to give. He loves that's it. That's a shame because, you know, here's people like us. Band everybody's horizons with with good shit, and then this is the nonsense we got to put up with. Like we got to be punished for trying to get out there and do something different. A um, little bit of a sad story here, and I, I hate stories like this because I am always of the belief that it is the owner, not the animal. Uh, another black mark for pit bull dogs. I don't know if anybody heard this story, Joel. I don't know if you've seen this one. A mm-hmm. Virginia woman. A Virginia woman was apparently mauled to death by her two pit bulls during their routine walk uh, uh, Thursday night. 
Uh, 22-year-old Bethany Stevens' body was found and appeared to be guarded by the dogs, uh, who then fled from law enforcement. Uh, the belief was that they uh, knocked her down, she had maybe become unconscious, and then they mauled her. Uh, why, how, nobody really knows. Uh, here's how bad it was. Um, it took law enforcement eight hours to accumulate 60 pieces of evidence, which I'm pretty much sure that means right body pieces, flesh pieces, etc. Um, I can only imagine what provoked these animals. My my question, how scary is this story? Yes, that's, I mean, that's bad. That's bad any way you look at it. And I own a pit bull. I have a pit bull. And um, I really, when I went to go get a dog from the SPCA, I was like, I really... All they have is pit bulls. It's really all they have, and some small little dogs that are there for some odd reason. But that's really all they have. And I was really against getting a pit bull because I have a lot of young kids. Well, I my my dog is eight. We got her when she was a puppy. Um, she we have long a lot of young kids at home, and um, my nieces and nephews, and now we have a daughter. But it's like I didn't want one of those gator mouth pit pit bulls because no matter the stigma there still is that lockjaw yeah um physics that happens and and once they clamp down there's no releasing so it's like i was against it and we got my dog and she really actually doesn't have that muzzle she has a very um short snout she almost looks like a pit bull she's actually like an american staffordshire Terrier is what they call her, but she's still a breed of pit bull. So she's very, she's very dog aggressive, but she's great with my kid. She's great with my nieces and nephews, and um, I, I'm just, I am. I'm, I'm scared of, of dogs that I don't know. I'm scared of dogs that may have been. I mean, I've had dogs growing up were abused that we took in, and and they would snap. I mean, I got mauled in the face by my German Shepherd when I was young. Okay. Um, so, so you never know, like. It is still an animal. Walking it in the woods in Virginia, and who knows what might have happened. Like with within that situation, I don't know. Did she have freaking meat in her pocket? Like it, it could have been anything, right? But they did still yeah. like pull her apart. So it, it's it's very scary. And you are dealing with a big, powerful animal, and and you have yeah. to learn to control it. And um, to have two is dangerous too because. Even if one's male, one's female, they're both males. Like there, there's a certain dynamic that goes on, especially if they weren't not raised together in the same household. So, um, yeah, it's it's terrifying. It's very sad. Um, what did you think about it? Well, when I read, I mean, they, they said these two were like giants. Almost looked like they looked like they were bred for fighting, but you don't really know that. Uh, and again, very dainty, tiny-looking young lady. So you don't know. I mean, she might have fallen and hurt herself. Maybe the dog took off and she couldn't restrain it and, and fell and hurt herself. Um, it reminds me of something real quick. What? Have you, yeah, have you caught up with Shameless? No, I have not. Okay, there's a scene. It doesn't have a lot to do with anything, but there's a scene uh, where Fiona goes into her building. One of the tenants had passed away. She's got this little dog, which kind of looks like my little Henry, a little like, Maltese-looking oh. dog. And it's actually gnawing at this dead body's foot. Oof. Now, it leads me to believe, right, unconscious, blood comes, maybe something in them snaps, you don't really know. 
So my belief, and I don't know how close I am, maybe they saw an animal, they drug her, and then she went tumbling down and, and hit her head or something, then maybe with the unconsciousness, a survival tactic to eat flesh. I don't, I don't really know. Either way, it's yeah. terrible. The dogs, uh, the dogs are going to be put down uh, from what we read. So, very sad story. Don't, Ooh. you know, yeah, the dogs will be put down. Let's hope there's a... That that does that does remind me of another story. Um, do you know who uh, Kim Zolciak is? Kim Zolciak Beerman. She married a Corey Beerman, the football player for the Falcons. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, right, okay. Um, they have like six kids together, and they have this. I don't know what kind of dog it is. I think it's a shepherd of some sort, but it was a. It was a shelter dog, so they brought it in, and it didn't like the. Um, Leaf blower. So the Croy, the big football guy, had his leaf blower on his back, and his young son, he must, I think he was like five or six, he came up behind him, and the dog mauled his eyeball. He almost took his eyeball out. Oh, God. Yeah, I was watching the show, I'm like, holy shit. Like, because I watch the show all the time, and, and that little boy almost lost his eye because this dog, like, attacked him because he didn't like something out of his element. Yeah. Unknown to him. So, and he attacked yeah. like a, a kid he was living with. So it's just like, like I said, you gotta be careful. And yeah, I didn't even think of that. Like maybe it's all blood because a lot of dogs, especially pit bulls and American pit bulls, um, Mike had one. Like it was like more of a shop dog. It, it was his. It was the shop owner's dog, but he took over um, taking care of it. And and any time that dog had a had like a meat bone, it would go bonkers. Like, yeah. it would go running back and forth, and it would, like, it would probably rip you to shreds if you went anywhere near that that thing. So, um, yeah, they're not, they're not timid beasts. They can be dangerous. Yeah. If you treat them right, they are known to be the most loving of dogs. Uh, yeah. But also the, the toughest and probably the most violent. So, uh, tough story. We don't really know the details. We can only assume. And we, uh. Definitely send our condolences to the family of this young lady. Um, tough, tough loss. Um, not to change the subject on that matter, not to compare it, but another tough loss as the beautiful win streak of our Philadelphia Flyers is about to come to an end, the six-game win streak. They are getting clobbered tonight by the Los Angeles Kings. It's 4-1 to one, late in the third period. I, of course, am going to curse out my nephew, Michael, because I know he went to the game tonight, <laughs> him and his wife, so thank you for killing the Flyers' six-game win streak by being there tonight. <laughs> Uh, Sixers are in Chicago playing the Bulls. The Sixers are down by five in the third quarter, about five and a half minutes left there. 80-75 Chicago. Uh, Monday Night Football, the Falcons deep in a playoff hunt in the NFL, currently beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 14-7. to mm. That is in the uh, second quarter. That's your uh, quick sports update. Speaking of updates, let's update you on what's coming up on the stoop. Because we're stoked for this Wednesday night. We have a lovely young lady coming on. Uh, she was a member of the cast of Married with Children for a brief while. She played the Darcy's niece, Amber. It's Juliet Tablack, and she is going to be on the show this Yay. coming Wednesday. Oh, yeah. We are going to get Married with Children scoop. <laughs> so excited. Stuff I always want to know about. Behind the, oh, yeah. Behind the scenes of one of the greatest television series of our time. Married Children. Julia Tablack uh, on the 20th. On the 27th, 
we come back with with our dearest apologies again. Vita and the Wolf will be on the 27th. Uh, yes. We had to cancel. She was absolutely awesome about it, and she's coming back. We're going to have her on the 27th. Going to get some tunes from her. Matter of fact, I think we accumulated some tunes from her, so we'll be playing some songs uh, on that show. Uh, I was at, Jewel, just real quick. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was showing her videos off to like this past weekend and. I just made instant fans out of them over Vita and the Wolf. Um, so everyone knows she's amazing. Everyone knows she's coming on. So very excited to have her on on the 27th. Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, I am excited by that as well. Um, January 8th is uh, another one we're very excited for, the Dead South. Uh, if you haven't heard these guys, get into it and get ready for it before they come on the show January 8th. Good group of dudes, kind of look like Amish guys. They're artists from Canada. Your music is pretty damn cool. And you definitely want to join that show on the 8th. On the 10th, we have a uh, beautiful young lady, country music star, on the rise, Brianna James. She's going to join us on the 10th. As Jeff actually goes country twice in like a month span. Go figure. Whoa. <laughs> I know, right? And the world's coming over now. And then uh, January 15th, a lovely actress uh, from the new show, Godless, Sarah Minich, will join us on the 15th. So we're booking. Uh, we got more dates to book. Uh, January, we have been told, again, to be on the lookout for new mu- uh, n- more new music. Wow. Say that five times. Say it. More <laughs> new music uh, from our good friends at Lilith and the Night. So hopefully we can... Uh, Find the night in January to debut some new stuff as well. Uh, Ren Thomas has new stuff that we're going to be listening for soon. So January is just a kickoff of another great year here at Stoop Radio Show. Uh, Like I said, we've been doing it good. We've been uh, very fortunate. We've had some awesome guests, great music. Uh, Jules has been doing her homework. She yells at me because she gives me like 30 topics to discuss, and I discuss one of them and go off on a tangent. (laughs) So tonight she said, you pick the topics. So I was doing that today. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I could never live in Utah. You know, guys live in Utah and have four or five wives. I can never do it. I have one coach <laughs> and one wife, and I can't, I can't satisfy either one of them. <laughs> you know, it, it's brutal. This is how it goes. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. That's awesome. I get right home on Monday nights, and I, uh, I get right to business because I get excited to come here. I was actually kind of sad last Wednesday that we didn't make it. No, it, it's weird. It's really weird, and um. No, it'll be cool because I was uh, I was concerned because we were gonna take like a week break and and that would make me sad. So now we can have that January twenty seventh show filled and it's gonna rock. December. So I'm very 27th. excited. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I say? December. January. <laughs> oh, January twenty seventh is my birthday. That's why. What? <laughs> I'm just thinking about my twenty first birthday. <laughs> Well, twenty one at last. Now, the awesome thing about that is that falls on a Sunday. I'm oh, sorry, uh, Saturday. What? Saturday. Ooh, it's never happened. Your birthday's on a Saturday, so January 29th. Although we don't have a guest yet, January 29th is going to be the first annual Stoop Jewel Tatey Birthday Bash. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to try and make it something special. If you're friends of Jules, your relative of Jules, if you're a friend of mine and you just likes Jules, 
We're going to do it up. Maybe we'll take some call-ins and maybe we'll do some fun stuff. It's going to be, your, be first, fun. your first time. Because Howard Stern does. He always has a big radio show birthday bash. We're going to do it for Jewel. You know what we should do? Like a like an on-air power hour. That would be funny. <laughs> I like that. Oh, shit. My birthday this year is on a Friday. Whoa, man. Are you kidding? Ooh. It's getting oh, sassy. <laughs> That's funny, do though. Do a special episode for my birthday, too. Um by about show starts by late by nine o'clock I'll be passed out drunk. Maybe a typical birthday yeah. party. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I remember it I think it was a. oh yeah, it was well, it was nine years ago on New Year's Eve and I I met Mike on the twenty second. That's why, you know, Friday's our anniversary. And then New Year's Eve was like our third third date and we all did it was me and my girlfriend and him and his best guy friend and we went out to the bar and we did a power hour and it was 11 o'clock right so we did a power uh-huh. hour and I'm like for some reason I thought my clock set back so I was like oh it's only 11 like blah blah and everyone's like no it's New Year's I was that messed up that I didn't know <laughs> that the clock <laughs> was counting down so um, yeah power hours are fun <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, Here's some funny great. shit. I just I got this sales invoice uh, from a former job. This must be a what do you call it? A spam email. It's actually from my old boss <laughs> in my junk email box. Funny stuff. Scams. They're everywhere. Everywhere. Surviving. These scams are everywhere. Be yeah, another uh, quality episode of the Stoop Radio Show tonight. Once again, I'm going to thank. Our very special guest, Ren Thomas, for being awesome, for being funny, for his music being outstanding, and uh, giving me something to look forward to tomorrow morning on my way to work. So I'm yeah. going to be blasting that song. Now I'm going to get to work. I'm going to be depressed, as always, because I hate being there. That's right. I said it live on air. I hate being there. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> God. I don't like and, you know, yeah, probably. Probably. I got, so I got a new job lined up anyway. Bash some heads in. <laughs> We ever, I mean, we apparently got to really hurry up and dig hard for bigger guests before net neutrality or whatever it is boots us off the air. I know. I'm, like, really afraid for that. This, uh, I didn't even, think about, that. I didn't even that. think about that. You said it. That just, like, sucked the life out of me. That was my first <laughs> thought. And that was, like, all my family called me up, like, um, what the hell? What the hell is going to happen to your, your show? I'm like, I don't know. Man. Very sad now. Yeah. <laughs> Our last episode will be the saddest episode ever. <laughs> no, we'll be all right. We'll find a way. We just got to reach out to uh, very special radio stations and have somebody pick up this show because it's damn worth it. Right. We get the scoop. Yeah. We get the scoop here in the stoop. The only thing we, the only thing that happens if we get on a, a regular radio station, like not serious, we've got a regular radio station, we're going to lose one of our true core values, which is fucking cursing. <laughs> and you heard, friend, you can't compromise. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's funny, as soon as you came on, you think, oh, yeah, I can fucking curse here, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. you can. We and like- for some reason, I wasn't. I was like, this freaking mother, mother stupor. <laughs> <laughs> you mother stupor, stinky pants ball. <laughs> my, my daughter oh, yeah. tries to curse now, but it comes out, well, she tries to yell loudly. 
like obscenities and it comes out papa papa like that's her that's her comeback for everything when she gets really mad and I'm like papa huh <laughs> that's that's our that's our thing so I just make her more mad and it goes back like me fighting with the toddler it's really it's something to say I should tape it one day <laughs> I'm playing right here on the air. Pom pom. Yeah. That's our, our new thing here. I'm Maybe a catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Let's make it hip for the kids. Um, <laughs> real quickly, just seeing this right now, as posted by Eagles Nest 365 on Twitter. <laughs> uh, 15 teams is better than 201 odds. These are the up-to-date Super Bowl odds. These are the odds of teams winning the Super Bowl. I'm going to rattle them off to you uh, from the worst odds to the best. Real quickly, I know Jewel loves this football stuff. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans, 125 to 1. Dallas Cowboys, 100 to 1. <laughs> Seahawks are at 60 to 1. Los Angeles Chargers, 50 to 1. Baltimore Ravens, 41 to 1. Chiefs, 25 to 1. Panthers, 21 to 1. Falcons, 20 to 1. Jaguars, 14 to 1. Rams, 13 to 1. Saints, 12 to 1. Philadelphia Eagles. Given the fifth best chance to win the Super Bowl at ten to one odds, hmm. behind the Minnesota Vikings at eight to one, Pittsburgh Steelers at six to one, New England Patriots are the favorite two to one. Action Star Eagles are fourth. Fourth best really? chance to win the Super Bowl. Fourth, yeah, fourth best chance. And you know what? The three teams ahead of them are the three teams that I think can or will be there. If the Eagles are not there, I really think the Minnesota Vikings get there. And then the AFC, I think it still comes down to Pittsburgh and New England. So uh, I think they're pretty accurate. I think they're pretty accurate. Mm. Uh, Dark Horse and all that could be the uh, Los Angeles Rams or the Jacksonville Jaguars, two Dark Horse teams that can make a move. But, uh, yeah, this seems to be up to number. And you know what, though? I like being a little – I like being more of a heavy underdog. Pushes back a little further. I like that. Yeah. I mean, we always are anyway because everyone, like I said, shits on us. So <laughs> I know. I like that. I don't like being. I don't. I don't want to be the favorite to win it. Oh, I. You know. Yeah. I like kind of being run back. Oh. We'll get there. What? I don't. Ooh. Is that a spoiler alert? I'm not even going to read that. Let's just say I accidentally read something. Um. Well, listen to this. This is news that just came across. I don't know how true this story is, but it's a biggie. Former Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Cole Hamels donated his $9.75 million mansion to a special needs camp in Missouri. I did hear this. Yeah, yeah. that is some kind of story. I just happened to come across this right now. Um, wow. Nine point seven five million for stars. This thing looks like a goddamn bunker. Looks like a, a city. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, looks like half church, half city. Wasn't he so, kind uh, of a douche when he was here? I don't know if he's a douche. He's another um, one that she didn't. <laughs> you know, there, there's like a he was kind of a socially awkward guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He used to get ripped apart for not having heart, but he actually had a lot of heart. He was a very fiery guy on the mound. Like he wanted to win. He was a competitor. Um, yeah. And sometimes. You know, sometimes when you're a competitor in team sports and you tend to yell at people, look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady yells at fucking everybody. Coaches, mm-hmm. players, fans, the guy yells at everybody. But, you know, there's that desire to win. And you, if you're going out there and doing it and working hard and practicing hard and learning the game, you want to be a winner. There's nothing wrong with that. Tom Brady's a douche, too. <laughs> He's a douche. 
Yeah. You know, we, we uh, try to preach here that don't be a douche. Here's Joel Thomas, right. who, who's douchey. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. That's going to be her send-off for tonight. Uh, but seriously, speaking of which, it is time to send us off for the evening. Uh, we thank you again so very much for joining us here on The Stoop tonight again. I know I, I repeat myself a lot, but a big thanks to Ren Thomas. Outstanding. Two great songs tonight. And remember, it's Ren Thomas Music. R-E-N Thomas. R-E-N Thomas Music. At Instagram, at Twitter, at Facebook, at um, Spotify, Testify, Justify. I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> and Napster. And <laughs> Napster. The only one in the world. <laughs> only one I know that uses freaking Napster. I love it, though. Four bucks a month. I can't beat it. You saw Bear Share, too, don't you? <laughs> Fuck's Bear Share. You remember Bear Share? Bear Share was, no. like the, uh, it was like the first like real free one, but it contaminated the shit out of your computer. Oh, like LimeWire? I had that LimeWire. After, I, but I always liked Napster. I downloaded my first full iPod off of... Um, what was I saying? Oh, a bear share. Oh. Sorry, I was scrolling and I got stuck on this thing I saw on Twitter that says, uh, studies say they're genetically gifted, so what's not to love? 20 smoldering hot redheads who really get us fired up. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I did not have to run across that because, holy Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, all right. My blonde. I'm calling it a night. <laughs> Hi. Again, don't forget, Wednesday night, it's going to be Juliet Tablack, formerly of Married with Children, here on the stoop. We're going to have a great time. We're going to talk about her time in Married with Children. We're going to talk about some of her new stuff, her yoga and her training. And uh, she's pretty cool. Very excited for that. Very don't forget, exciting. also, next night, I can tell it's very exciting. You're ready to pass out over there. Poor Joel. I'm <laughs> Poor sick. Joel. I'm sorry. She's, she's still on the right She's still on the right. I feel so bad. She's a trooper. She gets here. She's like kind of halfway I feel like over. I'm sick all the time. Like, this is freaking has not left me. I should have got my flu shot this year. I didn't do that. We'll change the name Ugh. of the show from Stoop to the Sick. The Sick. Uh, <laughs> There's a belt on the end. And the drunk. The Sick and the Drunk. And That's not even drunk. That's just a, that's a party <clears throat> meal belt. We had shepherd's pie tonight for dinner. It was fantastic. Ah, I had patalios. Yeah? That sounds awful. Awkward silent moment. Okay. <laughs> An angel just That's flew by. An angel just flew by. Yeah, so Monday we won't be here for Christmas. So Wednesday is kind of like our Christmas episode. So we'll talk about some Christmas stuff and uh, some Yay. Christmas memories. I'm talking to Julia Tablack, and I'll probably make an ass out of myself like I do when the, when the cute girls come on the show. So tune in Wednesday when I say something dumbass to Julia Tablack. Like, would you like to come hang out in my basement? <laughs> it's always a winner. That <laughs> gets all the chicks. Uh, that's always a winner. Joel cracks me up. But, you know, but Joel's been here. She knows my basement's a good time. Yeah. This is this is derailing fast. All right. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, again, every time I talk about basement, shit just gets ugly. So let's pack it in. Again, thank you uh, for joining us. We will talk to you all Wednesday night, same time, 8 o'clock Eastern, the Stoop Radio Show. For the barely hanging on Jewel Tatey, I'm Jeff Shark Perini, 
Have a great night. And don't dare be a Tom Brady and be a douche. Yeah. (laughs) Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, Good night, all. Night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.